It's the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The offseason is just a week old for the Steelers and already a lot to get into, including a ton of Ben Roethlisberger stuff that we'll get into on this show and many more shows to come this week for you here on the Steelers Standard. But first, got to start with the biggest splash made so far this offseason, Keith Butler, the Mm -hmm. seven-year defensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's been with the team for a lot, lot, lot longer than that in different capacity. Linebacker coach since 2003 up until 2014 before taking over from Dick LeBeau in 2015 on that D.C. role. Uh, helped the Steelers get two Super Bowls and get to another Super Bowl as well. So Keith Butler, definitely probably on the upper half as far as you would say defensive coordinators go in the sure. National Football League. And a lot of people just pouring out on Twitter how great of a guy and and easy of a person he was to deal with media-wise, anything-wise. So Keith Butler, congratulations on a great career. And he said he hasn't stopped coaching football since 1990. Wonder what he's going to find himself doing this year once June, July starts rolling around and mini camps and training camps start running around him. I'm sure he'll find... He's getting a little inkling. I'm, I'm sure he'll find something very nice to occupy his time with. But that means there is an opening on the staff, and it has rocketed the age-old debate of will the Steelers just hire internally or will the Steelers go and look outside for their new defensive coordinator? Now, the internal option that everybody seems to be high on is Terrell Austin, defensive backs coach, defensive assistant for the past couple of years. But... There has been reports that the Steelers have requested an interview with the New York Giants defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, for the same position that he currently holds in New York, although there is kind of a there's a, a coaching staff in limbo there in New York as Joe Judge is no longer the head coach there. So interested to see if they do go with Terrell Austin or if they kick the tires on this Patrick Graham guy. The Giants weren't great at anything this year, but I think if there was one side of the ball that you'd lean towards them being at least promising in was that defensive side. So bringing a guy who really had nothing to work with in New York and got decent play every once in a while out of them to Pittsburgh where there's talent all across the board defensively, I think that that could be a a match made in heaven right there. But I'm just very happy that they are at least looking outside and that there is reports that there is interviews being had with Patrick Graham and maybe there will be more interviews that surface as we work through this week here because I don't want to say that Huntley is the wrong thing to do and that Terrell Austin isn't the right guy for the very well could be, but I just don't want to have, oh, well, Butler retired. All right, Austin, you're up. At least look and at least show the effort that you're looking outside for a replacement. And if you bring in someone like Tara Lawson, if you promote Tara Lawson, rather, who's to say it's not going to be something similar to Matt Canada, Randy Feekner? Now, I know there are, but we didn't really see a big difference between the offense of 2020 and 2021 when you had a change of of uh, management in that position. But granted, we know a lot of has to do with the fact that it was Ben Roethlisberger leading the offense. You just kind of have some hesitation Easily going to Terrell Austin because he's been with Coach Butler for Butler's taken over that position seven years ago. You just don't want more of the same thing if the more of the same thing is going to be the worst rushing defense (laughs) in the league 
a bottom 10 points allowed defense in the league. Right. I mean, and it certainly wasn't, you know, like that defense doesn't have talent or potential in it and couldn't out of that terrible rush defense. I think a lot of that had to do with the injuries on the defensive mm-hmm. line, Alu Alu getting hurt and Steph Tuitt getting hurt. But, you know, one thing that I keep thinking about when we enter into this hiring of a DC phase of the offseason, which I think is going to be the first move made in the Steelers offseason plans. I wonder how much input will this new DC have? And we, you, you brought up the, uh, you hire internally. Is that just the Randy Figner, Matt Canada route? And we saw all year long with Matt Canada, his offense struggle for the majority of the time. And the debate wasn't it. Well, for a day, it was is Matt Canada able to do this at this level, but mainly falling on was, does he have the right pieces to run this defense effectively? Does he have the right personnel to, or excuse me, to run his offense effectively? And you could come down on either side of the fence on that. Sure. And I think you look at the defensive side of the ball and you look at the rush defense. I think you could kind of apply the same things to that as, well, did he have the right personnel to stop the run effectively? And I think the answer is no because of injuries. And the other side of the the defensive coordinator coin is it's no secret, but it is a secret that Mike Tomlin is pretty much the defensive coordinator. He calls the defensive mm-hmm. plays. I mean, Keith Butler obviously had input, and it's not like his voice was just completely you know, put in the back and not listened to ever, but it was a Mike Tomlin defense, mm-hmm. and when you sit back and you realize that change needs to be made, in this case made by the retirement of Keith Butler because of how poor that defense was in aspects last year, I think you also have to look at, okay, Tomlin had the reins, basically, and it didn't yield many results at all. So it's time, unfortunately, for Tomlin, who's a defensive guy, to take a to step back. bring that power back to someone else, have well, them focus on the defensive coordinator part of it. Here's a question. Say it's narrowed down to Patrick Graham or Terrell Austin. Who has less of a say, do you think, if they're brought on? I think Terrell Austin would be a lot easier for Tomlin to just Oh, see, I disagree. I think it would, I, would, I, I would say because I know I've worked with him before, I've worked with him for many years, him and I have a lot better of a rapport here. I'm more comfortable letting him take over rather than just That's... being in meetings with Graham and him understanding how we do things here. But that's exactly what happened with Butler. I mean, they had a great rapport with Butler, and I think that that rapport and that comfortability will have Tomlin thinking that I can just, you know, I'm. it's a two, it's a, both of our hands are in the pile here kind of thing. I think if you bring in someone externally, yeah, Tomlin might try to put his hand in the pie, and maybe he'd be allowed to, and maybe, you know, it would work swimmingly, but... And maybe that would be the, you know, the stipulation when you hired Patrick Graham, if you do hire Patrick Graham, is that like, hey, I'm going to be a big part of this, almost the entire part of this. You're just kind of like an assistant to me in this aspect. Or uh, I think that you have more of an p- opportunity for conflict if that happens with mm-hmm. a guy like Patrick Graham where he could, or just using Patrick Graham as an example, someone externally, if you bring them in, you're inviting that conflict, I think, because they could then butt heads more easily. I just don't being know if two Patrick different Graham's outside that kind perspectives. Of guy. Yeah, I don't know if Patrick Graham is either. I think more we're using Patrick Graham as more of a an Overall, example here. Yeah, is if you right, bring in right. someone externally, uh, know, I think there's that opportunity to butt heads at that point. I I I'd, I'd be 
happy to see if there's more than just one guy like Patrick Graham who is not a member of the Steelers organization today who the Steelers pursue as a possible candidate. I hope it's not just Patrick Graham. There's Carol a lot Austin, of good defensive it. coordinator candidates out there. I mean, uh, Vic you know Ca- Fangio like just got fired. Brian Flores. Brian would be Flores a great just addition. got fired, although I think Flores is going to be a head coach somewhere. I don't know if Probably. he'd take a D.C. job. but he, I mean, he should have never been fired in the entered first place. into head coaching purgatory. No, but I think he's going to grab like a Bears job or a Giants job or something like that. Uh, Fangio from Denver. Denver... Uh, Okay team this year, floated around 500 all year long. Better on the defensive side of the ball. Exactly. One of the better defenses in the NFL, and that's even after they traded their best player in Von Miller. Mm -hmm. So they had a lot of good things working for them defensively in Denver this year. Offensively was obviously just the big struggle for them, and he's just not a good enough head coach where he can delegate the power and be kind of the CEO type. But I think Fangs can be a really good defensive coordinator still in the NFL. So there's a lot of guys out there that I think you could kick the tires on for D.C. I mean, hell, even an old guy like Mike Zimmer from Minnesota who got fired, I mean, cut his teeth in the NFL as being a really good defensive coordinator. Uh, guys like that, you know, Mike Zimmer's been around as a head coach for a long time, a lot longer than Fangio and um, some of the other head coaches that got fired. So might be a bit of a ego clash bringing in a guy like Zimmer. Into, although I don't know how much of an ego Mike Zimmer really has. And in the past, it's worked with the offensive side of the ball, bringing in a guy like Todd Haley, who's had a lot of head coaching experience. And obviously there was some turmoil there, but it yielded results on the I football think field. Haley is a different per- <laughs> yeah, a obviously different guy than Mike Zimmer. He's very different. But I'm saying even if there is somewhat, I don't want to call it turmoil, but if there's tension at least, you can mm-hmm. still get results from that tension but I, I, so I, I, there's been no one that Roethlisberger or Tomlin has feuded with more than my than Tom, Todd, Todd Haley. Haley. Yeah, and you could argue that there hasn't been an offense that's been as Better effective as Todd Haley since Todd Haley left Pittsburgh. Of course, uh, he had a ton of talent though on that sure. side of the ball when he was here. But any guy who could come in with on paper the defense that the Steelers could put out in 2022, there is a lot of potential there. I know some guys are getting older, especially the defensive line, but the rest of it is pretty young. Yeah. And the, and the names are good. Yeah. I think that this defense, I think if it can get healthy next year and stay healthy as you, well, you get good contributions from Alu Alu. And I mean, two, it's just so far up in the air. But say those two both come back and play well and play healthy, I think this defense is going to jump right back towards the top five, top 10 in the NFL for almost every category. I think it's safe to assume if Tyson, if the combination of Tyson and, and to it, aren't missing say it's just one of the guys who isn't there i still think this is a top top half at least you're not 32nd against the run a problem i think that some teams can face too when they want to hire someone externally who's got a really good track record is they just are a bad team and there's not enough talent to attract someone of that stature to your Mm -hmm. roster it's not the case for the steelers like i'm sure fangio would love to draw up blitz packages that have to feature T.J. Watt, the leading sack getter in how NFL history. Have, how frustrating must, must it have been for him to be in Denver, be a part of the the or the the decision-making team to br- to draft Bradley Chubb and then barely be able He's to use He's not him. able to stay healthy. You know, that was a big pick that he used and was going to be the team-up of him and Von Miller that was going to bring that Denver defense back to Super Bowl sure. caliber, and he's just not been able to stay healthy. And Von Miller was 
unable to do so as well. Yeah, and then he got healthy in L.A., and now he's just eating up mm-hmm. everybody in sight, having a great game, had a great game again against Tampa Bay on Sunday. But, yeah, I think an outside guy would look at this and be like, I'm really attracted to that. I can I can do a lot. And, and obviously, you got to remind yourself that unless it's a guy like a Fangs or a head coach that's kind of at the end of its rope head coach-wise and now is just trying to fade back into a D.C. role – these DCs are looking to still make a name for themselves and jump to that next level. Like Pat- you, Patrick you can... Graham from the DC to New York to the DC in Pittsburgh, he's still trying to find that leaping point to get to that head coaching spot. So, you know, a guy like him probably looks at Pittsburgh and says, I got a lot of really good personnel there. I can put my imprint on this defense, dominate for a couple years there, and then all of a sudden in that next head coaching cycle, my name is being thrown in there. So I think there's a lot to be attracted to for an outside guy. But my gut of guts tells me that the Steelers are probably just going to keep it internal and promote Austin from within. And you know what? If if Austin can take advantage of a healthy Steelers defense, then good for him. We shouldn't knock the Steelers for bringing in someone or promoting someone from within if he's going to be able to take advantage. Now, I don't know what he's going to do, what, what decisions he'll make with this defense. Hopefully, it'll be fully healthy. Hopefully, it'll be fully available to him. That's something we have no idea what he's capable of. Whereas Graham in New York or some of these head coaches looking to maybe take a step back for a few years before they rise up to that head coaching tier again, we know what they've done. They they have been in a DC role. They have been in a head coaching role. So we know they can take control of an entire side of the football rather than just one specific unit. One last thing I'll say on Patrick Graham. Uh Graham in 2020 had the ninth best scoring defense in all of football with the New York Giants. So one of the better defenses in the NFL, but that defense slid to 23 this year. So really not a great defense in New York, but really not a great anything in New York this year. And, you know, seeing as this would be a lateral move for him, I I, I think that he will want to get out of a situation where he would have to just be an incumbent person in a new coaching staff that's coming mm-hmm. in, although he has said that he is willing to stay on as the team's defensive coordinator if the new head coach uh, will have him. Uh, the favorite is is Terrell Austin, but y- you got to go out. you got to do your due diligence. You have to give interviews to other people. I mean, that's just the way that the world works. Right. It's not like you can just hire somebody and say, well, this is my guy. It's, it's not – I don't want to say – because it's the NFL, so it's it's different than other organizations. But like, it kind of is that way, where you you have to at least show that you're interviewing people externally. You have to at least show that you're looking outside and and giving right. other candidates right. an opportunity. But I I do think that their mind is ninety five percent made up that it's going to be Austin. And when they brought Austin in a few years back, I mean, a lot of people considered that to be a really good hire because of what he could do to help out the team defensively. Uh, the secondary, and I'm not saying that this guy doesn't have a track record and isn't ready to be the next man for the job. I just think that the optics of it are going to rub some Steelers fans. I don't want to say the wrong way, but it's going to make them feel uncomfortable. Because the last time a, a, a defensive or offensive coordinator position was open, what happened? You replaced Randy Fichter with Matt Canada, and no improvements were made. So... Recency bias will allow Steelers fans to look at this, a, a Terrell Austin promotion, and say, 
we're, we 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 talk about change, we talk about change, and yet we're not bringing in anybody new. I guess the one thing I would say though that is better than Matt Canada is Matt Canada hasn't had any experience at the NFL level mm-hmm. ahead of this job. Mm-hmm. He was an offensive coordinator in college all over the place: Pitt, LSU, Maryland. Maryland got a little interim head coaching going thing going in Maryland as well. Uh, then he goes to the NFL. He's a quarterbacks coach for Ben for a year. And then he falls into the offensive coordinator role just a year later after breaking into the NFL. With Terrell Austin, you've got defensive coordinator at the University of Florida in 2010. They were pretty good back then. Makes the jump to the NFL. Well, he was in the NFL before that as well as defensive backs coach, but then gets the D.C. job. Then he gets back in the NFL as a secondary coach for the Ravens. He's the defensive coordinator for the Lions from 2014 to 2017. I know it's the Lions, whatever, but still, it's four years of D.C. experience in the NFL. After that, D.C. for a year in Cincinnati for the Bengals in 2018. Again, not a really great Bengals team in 2018, but it's another year of experience mm-hmm. at this level. Under your belt. You've got, he's got five years of being a defensive coordinator under his belt. Not very successfully, of course, but you're playing with the Lions and the Bengals. I mean, those well, aren't you, the best personnels to be using. This isn't the Bengals of 2021. No, this isn't the best personnel on that defensive side of the ball for Austin to be using. So I will at least say at least it's nice that he's got five years of experience as a D.C. in the mm-hmm. NFL under his belt. Now maybe he gets that D.C. role on a team that actually has good players that he can use, and he can use and he can really fine-tune his D.C. ability. But uh, – there is a difference between Canada just kind sure. of being a first-year OC last year and not having much NFL experience to Austin being in the NFL in a assistant capacity, in a secondary coach capacity, and then for five years as a defensive coordinator capacity. And another reason why I think that he could use or deserve some slack, Terrell Austin, I mean, is because when we were examining the Steelers season throughout the course of the year, we kept pointing to Matt Canada as a problem on offense. It wasn't that we were only solely disappointed with Deontay drops, Deontay Johnson's drops were the latter. Were you going to call him year. Deontay Dropson right there? I was pretty close. Or Chase Claypool's inconsistency or his distractions on the field or the offensive line's problem. We were blaming Matt Canada equally. But if you look to the opposite side of the ball on defense, no one was really putting blame on Keith Butler. It was how could you ex- how could you blame him when you have no Tyson Alualu, no Stefan Tuitt, Joe Schober and Devin Bush are dramatically disappointing to you compared to what you thought their potential could be as a duo at the start of the the season this year. No one was putting blame onto Keith Butler. So I think if Terrell Austin is brought in, he'll have a lot of upside because you're going to get, hopefully, one, if not both, Stefan Tuitt or Tyson Alualu back. Your secondary will have another year under the belt. Akella Witherspoon, very promising. Trey Norwood, very promising. So I don't think that just because you're bringing in the same guy doesn't mean that it's going to be more of the same of what you had last year because if Keith Butler had all those pieces back last year, we're not talking about, oh, how how crazy it would be to lose Keith Butler because – the defense would have operated on a normal scale, so I think it's fine with when healthy, when healthy to kind of bring in a guy like Terrell Lawson because I think given the talent on the field alone, you can do a lot with it no matter who you are. 
Yeah, I think kind of just to put a bow on this nicely, I, I think Austin is the bright hire for the job. I, I think that a lot of people are going to be sour for a lot of the reasons we've laid out on this episode on it because he's an internal hire, and that has become kind of the, the bad word in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization for the fans is that internal hire. But I think he is the right man. I think he is the best option that the Steelers have for this job because let's be honest, I mean, a Flores is going to get a head coaching job. I don't think the Steelers are going to pay a Fangio, and really a lot of coaches like that who get fired take a year off and kind of just let the dust settle, collect Mm -hmm. those paychecks from the Broncos and Fangio's case and just give it another year until they jump back on that coaching carousel. So I I think because of realistic expectations for hiring people outside, coupled with him just being the right man for the job, I, I think we'll find out a lot sooner than later that it's official that he's the head coach. Just got to get through these interviews with guys like Graham and yeah. other, other external you options. You have to do your due interview. diligence. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. One thing I'm excited for with Austin, too, though, is his experience as a secondaries coach. Well, so that's his a great experience point. in the defensive backfield. Because we know how bad the the running defense was this year, but the passing defense was top 10 in the league averaging just a little over 200 yards per game or allowing 200 yards per game, that's exactly what you want. I mean, yeah, you strive to be number one, but if if your rushing defense is 32nd, you'll take whatever you can above that in, in terms of anything else being allowed. So I know there weren't, there weren't a lot of bright spots to the defense this season, but one that you can point to is the job that Terrell Austin did leading this secondary and the coverage jobs they did throughout the year. Now, I know a lot of that also has to be contributed to the pass the pass rush, right? Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt getting the pressure to allow the secondary to make their moves or or allow their coverages to stay put. But still, that, that, if, if he can translate a top 10 passing unit over a top 10 defensive overall, that would... I think be a huge stride for him and a huge stride for, for people to say, okay, you know what? It wasn't the worst idea to just promote another guy within the organization. Uh, Yeah. And offensively, you know, there weren't that many things that were familiar for Matt Canada to kind of keep harping on. There wasn't, you know, a lot of successful things that were being done that, Matt Canada could have carried over from taking over from Fickner. You kind of needed to overhaul everything, and you couldn't overhaul everything because of the personnel you had. I think with this defense, it's best to kind of have somebody with the reins that has a pretty good familiarity of what Mm. things have been for the past couple of seasons and not completely just overhauling things and putting in your own flair. I think with Austin, he can – you know, add a thing here, a thing there, you know, his own twist on something, his own, you know, uh, idea on a certain kind of package or whatever, but mainly keep the core of what that defense is intact and not have too much of a learning curve for these guys because there's a lot of the same faces that are going to be back on this defense next year. And despite them being very porous in the rushing game, there's a lot that that defense still did well this past season. So I think the fact that he's got some familiarity with all the guys and won't be too inclined to change Mm -hmm. things too dramatically is again, a positive for the Steelers. And I know people out there are probably like, Oh, it's the same. It's the more the same. It's the falling into the same trap. I, I really 
feel like on paper, yeah, you can make that claim because it's easy to connect those dots. But mm-hmm. I, I do really talk myself into thinking that if Austin was the secondary coach for the Ravens or someone out there, he still would be one of the leading candidates for this job and one of the best people to give this job to. I think it's just a matter of time before he finds the right spot as a defensive coordinator and really takes off and establishes himself as one of the better ones in the NFL. And I think that that opportunity could be knocking right here in Pittsburgh. Uh, Of course, how much will he actually have influence over the defense? Will he kind of just get the reins and Tomlin tell him to do his thing as a CEO would? Or will kind of be a Tomlin Austin tag team of the defense? That's obviously yet to be seen. But I would not be surprised if Austin has a really good go at it as a DC here and finds himself back in those head coaching rumor mills, which he has already been in previously in his career when his other stint as a DC in Detroit came to an end. Yeah, I think you've laid it out perfectly, Tom. There, this What people need to understand, what Steelers fans need to understand, is this is in no way a similar case to Matt Canada, Randy Feekner, that replacement job. This is something entirely different where you're bringing in someone who actually has proven to you that what he can do on the NFL scale and – when he's been in his respective position within the organization, he's helped to keep it intact. He's helped to keep it a, a top unit in the National Football League. Whereas Canada, as you said, he came in, was just a quarterback's coach. The first time Bennett had a QB coach in some time, right? It was a big deal when there was an actual quarterback coach because it wasn't something that the Steelers really needed because Ben Roethlisberger really is is one of the greatest greatest guys to ever play the position of quarterback, there was no need to, to to include someone else in that in that chain of command there. So Terrell Austin, more than qualified, it's just, will he actually be the guy to get the job? I think he will we be. We think he will be. I, I think he definitely will be. I think that's the expectation. It's just a matter of, you know, crossing off the due diligence, like you said, with other people who are candidates for the job. And, again, I think that, when he does get hired, you're going to hear a lot of negativity around it. I think that the fan base is going to be pretty upset about it. And I would just say give it a chance. Give it an opportunity. Head into this next season and see what he can bring to the table. And quite honest with you, the defense, as long as it stays healthy, it's going to be, it's pretty, manageable. It's going to be pretty damn good mm-hmm. no matter who's running the defense next year. So Now if you manage to sp- and all those guys are healthy – your head's going to be on the chopping block very fast. I think that's a very tough thing for someone sure, who is yeah. familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you've yeah. got more of a risk of having Bring someone screw it up if someone came in and tried to change a ton of things up and, and things like that. So I expect to be an internal hire. Terrell Austin will be the defensive coordinator of your Pittsburgh Steelers for 2022, and I think it's the right move. I, I, I think that despite the fact that his one year and since he didn't really go he did have some good times in Detroit before they got rid of Jim Caldwell, but you got to remember, he was on that Jim Caldwell staff, which was probably the most successful Detroit Lions coaching staff in recent memory, recent memory our lives at the very least. And they still decided to get rid of Jim Caldwell. And did not give Austin anything more but just an interview for that open head coaching job in Detroit. So 
part of a part of the best coaching staff in Detroit Lions modern history, and now taking over the defensive coordinator role for your Pittsburgh Steelers, most likely going to be an interesting, interesting offseason and training camp, keeping an eye on Mr. Austin in his most likely new role. I feel like it's a done deal already without it actually being a done deal. So you got to always keep reminding yourself. We just haven't yourself. seen pen to paper yet. That's keep, really the last Keep step. reminding yourself, oh, he's not really the defensive coordinator yet, but I think the writing is pretty much on the wall. That'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. We will be dropping some more episodes throughout the day and the week, so make sure you keep an ear and eye out for those. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Opperman, and we will talk to you next time.